Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now, here's your host, Randy Boyd. Well, greetings and welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. And today we're going to have a conversation with uh, Stephanie Cochran. She is the, oh man, um, sorry, it just happens to me all the time, Stephanie. I just, <laughs> she's one of the leaders at the, at the, at the Green Shoe uh, Foundation in Oklahoma. And... Um, I'm going to read you her, her bio to start off, and um, hopefully my, my, my brain will stay focused on this. Stephanie Cochran earned a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology and a Master's, in Science, a Master's of Science in Counseling and Student Services from the University of North Texas. She is passionate about helping others reach their full potential through compassion, leadership, and education. Prior to joining the Green Shoe team, she was a licensed professional counselor in Texas and specialized in working with families, youth, and children. She facilitated experiential groups for children and teens struggling with emotional and behavioral difficulties. Through that practice and as a mom to two incredible boys, <clears throat> her next move was close to the heart when her team started a private school for children and youth that offered individualized academic, and therapeutic treatment plans. Once relocating to Oklahoma, Stephanie's path transitioned into higher education, working with non-traditional students in the career college setting. 
Now as an executive director of Green Shoes, she is truly rooted where she gets to use her remarkable gifts at a place she loves to be. Stephanie is a huge advocate for self-care, whether through leadership or simply taking a friend to dinner, creating mental self-awareness is what she lives and breathes. When Stephanie isn't coaching others, you can find her tossing a ball to her fur, her fur baby, Pinsky, reading Harry Potter or, Twi- of, of, or Twilight for the hundredth time, or spending time with her family, watching Hallmark movies, or, I love this part of it, cheering on the Texas Rangers during baseball season. So um, why don't we all just welcome Stephanie Amarin right now. And we will have a chat with Stephanie. There we go. <laughs> there you are, Steph. I see. I forgot, your, I forgot your title right off the bat. I mean, you I, know. no, that 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 is totally okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I, when I read this, you know, earlier today, and uh, Texas Rangers during baseball season, I thought just like my wife. My wife's a Dodger fan, though. Right? Oh, okay. Diehard Dodger fan. Well, but you know, here in Oklahoma City, we've got their Triple A team. So, just being a baseball fan, we spend quite a bit of time even uh, down there. So, yeah, we get to see a lot of their prospects coming up. That's awesome. Yeah, my wife is. I like to give her a hard time. I don't really have a. I don't really have a team that I particularly like in baseball. I love the game. I love to play. Mm -hmm. I just like to give her a hard time all the time about her Dodgers. That yeah, they're gonna blow it again. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're here, but. You know, yeah, well, well, welcome to be being a Rangers fan yeah. <laughs> for a while now. So <laughs> well, it's all about f- having fun, right? We gotta have. Oh, fun absolutely. Life, yeah, that, that's what. Yeah, having fun, and it's something as a family that we've just always have loved. Yeah. So. And my my son just moved to Buckeye, Arizona, which is right next mm-hmm. to Glendale, where all the spring training camps are. So yeah. She's already. I mean, he just literally moved there last weekend. So she's already got her whole spring plan. I'm going she's to planning. Buckeye. Oh. <laughs> All right, babe, whatever you want to do, have fun. You know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I was introduced to Stephanie through my good friend and like a brother from a different mother, Eddie. Um, God, there it goes again. <laughs> yeah, I had COVID back in September, and it's that one part of your brain just – and he's a great oh, yeah. friend. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, Eddie Fisher. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Thank you very much, Eddie Fisher. I call him Stitch. So his nickname is Stitch. So to me, so he's he's a great advocate. So um, we're just going to be here. We're going to talk about what Stephanie does, at what the green shoe is, and all these different aspects that that they they deal with, or they work with. I don't like using the word deal, but work with mm-hmm. that green shoe. So I guess the first question I would ask you, Stephanie, can you tell us? about you and your journey and what led you to Green Shoe? Oh, that's a great question. You know, and, you know, yes, there's the bio, but I feel like that's such a little, you know, snapshot of me. But uh, born and raised in Texas. Um, And, yes, I know I live in Oklahoma, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, (laughs) But, you know, went to the University of North Texas with the goal to study under Dr. Gary Landreth um, and was a certified play therapist. That was kind of my passion. Um, You know, I started 
just right out of college working for an agency. And, you know, we worked with all of the, the tough kids, you know, the kids that nobody wanted. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk to the, the little ones. My favorite were the kindergartners that were getting kicked out of kindergarten, um, you know, but kind of the rough, you know, rough and tumble and just really loved kind of getting immersed in with, with working with kiddos and their, and their families and couples counseling and did my internship there and just kind of, you know, grew my counseling experience with that. Um, but we found that one of the challenges we had is we could work with these kiddos, you know, out of school hours um, during the summertime and had a lot of great success, especially with the experiential work. However, they weren't being successful in school. And that's kind of what led us to, you know what, we need a school that not only deals with the individual learning needs, but deals with the individual behavior needs. With the reality is the two go hand in hand. And so that's kind of what got us started. We started our own private school that you know grew and expanded um, where we you know, specialized with kiddos with behavioral difficulties. Um, you know, contracted with the state, took over a lot of their special education um, contracts and things like that. But that's also where I got my education bug. So while being able to work with the kids eight hours a day, both with education, but do it in a therapeutic setting, um, they got group therapy twice a week. They got individual therapy during their school day if they needed it. Um, but I love that idea of being able to kind of be hands on with them for so much of the week. So, you know, life and I, you know, as I was transitioning and, and as a family, we, you know, we were kind of expanding. We found ourselves going to Oklahoma and that's where I decided I really wanted to get into working in higher education and working still with the non-traditional student and working with the adults now that either didn't graduate from high school or struggled in school and wanted, you know, more in life um, and did that about eight years and absolutely, you know, loved it. And, you know, kind of how I found Green Shoe, you know, to be honest with you, Randy, is absolutely a God thing. I had a real close friend who used to work for me that now worked for a headhunting agency and called me and said, you have got to check out this place, Green Shoe. They go, it's perfect for you because they knew my leadership background, but they also knew my counseling background. And they was like, you, you've got, you've got to, you know, check them out. It's amazing what kind of work they're doing. Um, you know, and even when I was in the education world, we were always worked in the nonprofit, mm -hmm. um, you know, field. And so he's like, you, you've got to look into them. And that's kind of how I got connected, um, you know, and, and came in and met with our clinical director, Teresa and our founder, Chad. And it was just, it's just been, yeah, amazing ever since, you know, that launched. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, when you talk about the education part, my neighbor is a teacher. Mm -hmm. We have conversations every day almost about, and matter of fact, he just retired because of the mm -hmm. same subject you're talking about, that he believes yeah. that they, you know, they need to have both. So these kids are yeah. so broken, right? And they have no families. So it's, in the Coachella Valley, there's a lot of Hispanics um, mm -hmm. in this area. So it's just amazing that you brought that up and you were able to create that in, in a school setting. Um, and it sounds like it helped quite a few people, I would take it. Yeah, it was, yeah, no, it's very, very, very successful in being able to work, um, you know, with kiddos and be able to, to reach both their learning needs. And of course, you know, what we found is a lot of times kids use, and of course, you know, the behavior to distract 
from the learning, you know? And so once you really kind of focused on whatever those behavior needs were, and some were diagnosis, some, I mean, if were developmental issues, you know, again, you had to look at the child as the individual. Right. It was amazing that how they then could learn. Um, and then tapping into their strengths versus always focusing on weaknesses. Because I don't know about you, but if I had to spend my whole day with everybody telling me what I didn't do well, it would not be a fun day. No, you know? not at all. So, no. Yeah. No, that's what, that's what got me. That was part of my abuse. It's always being told mm -hmm. I could do nothing right. Nothing I did was right. It was always wrong. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a brutal system. And when you, you talked about the learning just real quick, because I can remember a college professor I had. Um, she, she was brutal. She great. She knew her stuff. And I was in the I was in a junior college, and she was teaching more at a master's level, mm -hmm. and that's who she was. Right? Sure. And um, I had to learn. I talked to one of my mentors, and she said, "Randy, look, she's not going to change. So you need to figure out how you can adapt to how mm -hmm. she's teaching." And now, again, I'm a, I'm a, I was an adult, so it was a lot easier for me to make that transition. Sure. But my wife and I took a, um, a, a communication class with poor leadership. And they, there's four or five different ways that people learn. And the, the key that you said is we have to learn each, each individual. Each person is right. an individual. And, you know, he might be able to learn just by reading, this guy by, by doing. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how I am. I can read, but I got to do. Right. right. And so we have to right. think what I'm what I'm hearing you say is we have to learn to adapt to those different learning styles. We do or and it, just acknowledge that we all learn differently, you know, and I get it. I mean, one of the biggest groups that I will advocate for anytime is, is teachers, you know, and, and having then also taught in the special education public school you know, realm as a teacher, if. I could teach and have you see it, hear it and feel it, mm -hmm. then I'm able to reach most of my students. And the reality is by doing all of it, it's amazing how much you can learn and, and form that concrete and not having to shove worksheet after worksheet after worksheet down my throat, right. you know, if that makes sense. And I'll be honest, it's so much more fun as a teacher to teach experiential, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. than let me just tell you how to do it. And here's a bunch of work not right. that I have to grade or right. keep up with. So, yeah. Right. If you have a question about how to do it, if you didn't hear what I said the first time, sorry. Right. You know right. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so it sounds like you've had quite the journey when it comes to this career and it sounds like it's been a good one for you. And, well, there's been ups and downs, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, to be honest with you, gosh, it's been about, about five years ago, you know, um, life was not good. Mm -hmm. I was working a lot of hours, very, very stressful. Wasn't seeing my family, um, physically taking a toll on myself. And I knew I had to make a change, mm -hmm. um, and, and had to make a significant change just for me personally. Um, and what all that was going on. And so, you know, with, obviously I have an amazing, you know, family with their support, you know, did, and, you know, and it's interesting then how that change then led to green shoe, you know, and um, and I know we'll get in here and minute talking about the model, but it's funny. It's not one of those places that you just kind of can work and, you know, let me just run the business and then go home. Um, this model is something you learn to have to kind of live through um, and seeing some of that and learning some of that. It's been amazing about how my life has shifted and changed. And so when you ask me that question, I can tell you, honestly, right now, yeah, life is really good. Yeah. You know, and 
I now know how to be more aware so I don't get myself into situations like I was before. You know, things don't need to be rock bottom before I realize, oh, I'm not doing well. You know? <laughs> well so. I think all of us that are in the healing, the healing fields, that's an issue that we at some mm -hmm. point in our in our career we face. It's, bur it's right. burnout. It's burnout. I mean, it's, we're, we're dealing with a lot of other people's emotions and feelings mm -hmm. and it's hard it's hard not to take them on sometimes. It's not that we're not that we want to. It just kind of happens. That's been yes. my experience, right? Yes. So we talk but about the mom. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh no! I was like, and here's the other thing: is the other thing. If I can focus on everybody else's problems, though, I don't have to focus on my own. Right. So some of that is I'm taking it on on purpose, so that way I, you know, can avoid dealing with my own stuff. Exactly. And I've, I've got a couple of clients right now and it's very subject came up. I says, well, it sounds to me like you've been taking care of everybody else all your life. But who's taking care of you? Mm -hmm. Nobody. I go, well, yeah. one of them is an emergency room doctor. You know, it's like you got to take care of yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't forget at, about at, you. Yeah. At some point, your body's going to let you know. Yeah. Absolutely. That you're not OK. Yeah. Absolutely. So when talking about the model, tell us, you know, what is Green Shoe? What is it? Okay. So uh, the Green Shoe Foundation, we were founded in 2015. Mm -hmm. It started groups in 2016, and we offer a five-day intensive outpatient retreat. And I'm going to focus on that word here in a minute. Uh, mm -hmm. It's Monday through Friday. It's during the day, 830 to 5. And what we do is we go back and look at that 0 to 18 time period in our life. Mm -hmm. and examine kind of how we learned how to do relationships. We all had caregivers, uh, parents, guardians, you know, important caregivers in our life, um, and look at those experiences and kind of then how they shaped us as adults. And so the biggest thing is, this is from a Pia Melody, who's out of the meadows in Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, she developed this model, and I'll kind of give, you know, Here's Facing Codependency is her book. And actually, if you, this is it. This is what we do all in a nutshell. Um, but it's a huge nutshell. Um, you know, it's pretty amazing. And how we look at the five core issues are self-esteem, boundaries, uh, reality, um, our dependency. That's why this is, you know, a, a model of codependency. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the last one is moderation. You know, how do we live our life um, in balance, mm -hmm. really? And... Um, you know, we call it a retreat. It's not the kind where you go and you get to relax by the spa, um, you know, and hang out. It's the retreat that we need that we didn't know we needed. So it's it's very intensive work going back and examining that, um, those relationships. And then we want to connect the dots on how we fit into those five core issues now and then how we can live in balance and in moderation. And one of the things that we talk about throughout the whole entire week is one of her quotes is that we are perfectly imperfect. Yeah. You know, as in, in, in that was a hard concept for me because I, I'm perfect. You know, <laughs> Stephanie was always perfect. Um, but I have to be honest with you, Randy, that was one of the most, I think, freeing mm -hmm. concepts when I, you know, actually sat down and told myself I am perfectly imperfect. It's like, wow, I can make mistakes. I don't know that may sound trite to some people, but for me, it was never okay. Growing up, I couldn't make a mistake. Yep. You know, I had the perfect parents, the perfect family. We always had to go to church and look perfect, you know, and, um, you know, that was difficult for me to sit there and be like, you know what, I'm not perfect. And that that's what makes me amazing. Right. 
um, you know, with that. And so that's, you know, one of the biggest things is have folks kind of look at that. Um, we talk about relational trauma. And I know you and I, you know, kind of shared about this. You know, a lot of times when we talk about trauma and trauma is a big key word these days, which I'm glad um, we need to be talking about trauma. Um, the ACE study, you know, those kinds of things, definitely. And I'm still shocked today about when we go out and talk with community groups, um, how many people have not heard of the ACE study mm-hmm. um, and all of that. You know, we, we know emotional um, trauma, physical trauma, sexual abuse all of that. But relational trauma is much more expanded. And it looks at experiences we had growing up, um, anything less than nurturing. And if we had caregivers, we experienced something less than nurturing. Mm -hmm. If we are caregivers now as an adult, we do things less than nurturing. Mm -hmm. You know, as a parent, I have done things less than nurturing, you know, with my kiddos. And so we take all of that um, and, and what some people consider what they may be the big T trauma, as well as any and all life experiences that now we've taken these messages to where we've skewed kind of those core issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we go back and we heal that. And we do a lot of experiential type of work during the week. Um, there is the education component. Monday is spent really talking about the model. Um, and learning it and kind of identifying where you fit into the different scopes. Like, for example, with uh, the core issue, self-esteem, you know, it's every core issue kind of has its polar opposites. We either um, think we're less than mm-hmm. other people or maybe we are better than other people. You know, those are the two extremes. And where do we fit on that scale? And the biggest concept that I watch people, you know, on Monday kind of go the the aha moment is when we are born, we are born worthy. We're perfect. We're worthy little babies. That never changes. And I think and for me, I was like, what? What do you mean that doesn't change? You know, um, but again, we all know we do. We compare ourselves, you know, growing up as kiddos, uh, you know, what kind of uh, clothes do I have or how do I look? Um, and, you know, as adults, what kind of job do I have compared to somebody else? Or, you know, if I have all of these successes, then that makes me worthy. I have a high self-esteem because of that. Where self-esteem is just based on the fact that I am worthy, mm-hmm. you know, because, that's that's just the fact, you know, yeah. um, I was born. God made me this worthy person and that never, ever changes. And so, again, we want to look at where we fit. And the best thing about this when we talk about moderation and living in balance is Pia says, um, you know, our goal is to be a functioning adult. Right. And that if we are a functioning adult, 60 percent of the time we're doing awesome. And I mean, when I heard that, I was like, oh, OK, only 60 percent of the time, <laughs> you know, it's like that gave me a lot of grace there yeah. um, because we do. We flip into sometimes our wounded child, you know, um, or for me, I flipped a lot into my adapted child, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and different things. And we need those parts of ourselves sometimes. And we don't ever, ever want to negate the fact that some, we needed that sometimes growing up. For yeah. some of us, that was survival. And, you know, and that's one thing, too. We absolutely acknowledge that. But now as an adult, I may not need that anymore. And so how do I heal from that Mm -hmm. and then also take care of those parts of me that needed that? You know, we talk a lot about our inner kiddos, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and and I know. Yeah, absolutely. It's talking about healing those inner those inner kiddos because they're with us and we're the adult now we get to take care and nurture those parts of ourselves 
um, with that. So it is, it's an absolutely life changing week. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but it, there's so much that happens and it's different for every person. Um, it is done in a group setting. So there are five members in each group and each group has their own licensed therapist that's been trained um, in, in the, the PML post induction therapy model. Um, and that group component is so vital because being able to share those experiences with other people, you know, in a trusting and safe environment, it's amazing those connections that are made and then how, what, you know, how that happens, you know, with that. You realize you're not alone. Right. In a group right. Setting. It's like, well, I'm not alone. The other people are going through this too. Because mm -hmm. I know in, in my times of living as a victim, I'm the only one that happened to. Yeah. And why did it happen to me? I can remember as a high school kid walking down the street looking up, saying, God, why me? Out of mm -hmm. all the millions of kids in this world, why me? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I think that in itself is healing, just knowing other people. Yeah, no, then I'm not, I'm not alone in this. Um, one, one of the guys in the men's group that I belonged to for a while, he said this, he says, only another survivor understands another survivor. Mm -hmm. And I find that it's like only another alcoholic understands another alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And it was very, it's like, that's, that's powerful. That's pretty much the truth of it too. You know? so. It is. Now I'm going to say something a little different okay. from that yeah. as well, though, because sometimes yeah. having somebody who can't understand did not go through something similar, uh -huh. hear me and listen and have compassion. Yeah. Um, because that's one of the things we talk about, especially when we're talking about boundaries is we use what we call the talking, listening boundary is, is I hear you. But I don't have to throw my feelings onto you or take ownership of that. Exactly. But know that I hear you. And sometimes that is just as powerful because then we learn how we can communicate with others. Because, you know, after this week, we go back to the real world, right? right? And, you know, whether it's relationships with our families, our partners, you know, our children, you know, the biggest thing we, we really strive for is we tell people to take their parenting hats off on Monday, but that's hard because the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I did this to my kids. <laughs> you know, I said these things. I did this. But we go back into that and that we know now how to express ourselves and share our story. Um, and we have the right to have our own feelings and share. Yep. But then also how to help them not know that and I'm not asking you to be responsible yep. for my feelings, right. you know, and being able to share and have that conversation. And that way, too, when they have feelings and they're, let's say, mad or angry. I don't have to take responsibility. I know how to hear their anger, but I don't have to take responsibility for it anymore. Right. And that is, you know, sometimes what's so powerful. Yeah, I think that a lot of times on my presentations, one of the last slides I'll do, what can I do to help a survivor? So, you know, somebody, mm -hmm. And it's just that, is that if they come to you and they want to talk, just listen. That, yeah. that, that can be the most he don't try to fix them because you can't fix them mm -hmm. what they need to be is they need to be heard because likely nobody's ever heard their pain in, in their entire life so I, that's on, on your point too we just got to make sure i feel that we have to make sure that the person we're going to go talk to like mm -hmm. you say we set that boundary right up front i want to talk to you about something but i just want you to listen to me I, if yeah. i want feedback i'll ask for it because what, in my experience has been too many people want to give feedback and a lot of times the feedback they give is you know that happened a long time ago get over it and it's it's really, yeah. har it's really harmful feedback so yeah it's good that, i mean that you good that, that that's part of the program is you're able mm -hmm. to create that boundary with everybody that say hey yeah i need to talk and i'm not 
you know, I'm not sitting there dumping this on you. I don't want you to take it on, but I just need to get this off my chest. Right. And that's so important because a lot of times we weren't taught how to set boundaries growing up. Right. You know, I know for me, a lot of those boundaries were set for me, which sounds great and all. But when all of a sudden you're 18 and you're off to college and you have no idea how to set a boundary, you know, you may find yourself in some difficult situations, you know, Um, and then or being the people pleaser, you know, all the time. So, you know, I'll take it on. I don't want to set boundaries. the other aspect of boundaries too that's fascinating is sometimes it's the opposite. It's the individual who sets too many boundaries. They yeah. put up walls to keep people away. And so, you know, I, I talked about those two extremes. So finding out where do I fit, you know, and how can I kind of get more to the middle right. of that? That's, that's a good point too. Yeah, cause you mm-hmm. build these walls up. And one of the, one of the couples we were counseling last night, both of them have put walls up. His is, his is still growing though. And I'm trying to, I'm working with him. We've got to start taking that wall down. Yeah. It's, it's blocking you from your healing process. Yeah. So I'm working with him on that. So those walls can be horrendous. And, and wa- it's, it's, it's scary to bring them down because, you know, a lot of times they're there for safety or absolutely. we think we need them for safety. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, you, you just got to take it down. You're not tearing the whole wall down in one shot. I mean, it's just one piece of the wall yeah. at a time, you know? Yeah. So, um, and it's funny that that book, my, my wife, Dakota Pennington, my PML, she got mm-hmm. that book and she, she'll tell you that when I was reading it on top of every page, it says, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy, this is you, Kathy, <laughs> yeah. this is you, Kathy. Right. Uh-huh. And, and um, so and that's a good book. She really enjoyed it. And we recommend it to a lot of our couples. So, um, yeah, I am. Um... After my first interview with Green Shoe, you know, Teresa was like, here, take this book. I want you to read it, you know. And so I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to read it as a, you know, research for you know this interview job that I'm really wanting. And I read it. I was like, holy cow. You know, it's like, wow. Um, I've had all of these years of training as a therapist. I thought I, I know what codependency is, you know. I had no idea, you know. And um, being somebody who's the anti-dependent you know, I never ask for help. I can do it all myself. Well, who knew that was codependency, uh, you know? Exactly. And so, yeah. Yeah, it was really, I, if I If I remember right, there's a statement in my book that talks that says that codependency is actually more deadly than drug or than heroin or alcohol. And it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it kills your emotions and your feelings and, and your spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, a, it's really a, quite the deadly disease when it comes to those three things. Yeah. You know? And it's silent. We don't recognize it. No, it's subtle. It's quite, it's just, yeah. it's just there, you know, you don't even yeah. understand it, you know? Right. Right. Uh, um, so with that and all that, who do you, so what's, what population do you serve? I know you have groups of five. Mm-hmm. So what population mm-hmm. do you, do you serve? So it's adults 21 and older. Okay. Um, and the reason for the 21 is because, you know, we want a couple years kind of outside of that reaching 18 and, and those, those experiences to be able to reflect back on that. Okay. Um, and, and I have folks that call us and say, I think I'm too old to attend. I'm telling you right now, there's no, there's never too old. No. You know, we have folks from 21 to 21 at heart, right. um, you know, men and women, and they are co-ed groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that in itself can be a very powerful, you know, experience. Yeah. We do tend sometimes be more on a higher percentage of females. So you might have an all female group um, in attending. So again, there's, you know, 
just depending on the, the makeup of the group that week. Um, because of COVID, we're only operating two groups a week in our okay. facility that we're at. Um, and a lot of that just being able to still be able to spread out um, and have space um, you know, to do the work. Because again, we're doing very emotional emoting work. And so, yeah, we, in, in attempts to try to, to keep people safe. So, um, but I have some very, very exciting news with, with us. Um, it's kind of exciting. So I haven't, we haven't gone public with this, not that we can't, um, but we have purchased a ranch outside um, just about 10 miles from where we are in Edmond. Um, that's going to enable us to be able to expand and have outdoor space, but a much bigger indoor facility to be able to host um, more groups and, and be able to do that. So I can't wait. I'm so excited. Well, I'm, uh, glad, I'm glad you brought that up. That was one of my questions because Eddie mentioned that, hey, ask her, uh -huh. about, the, ask her about the new facility. About the ranch. About yeah. The ranch. So, yeah. Um, so our goal is to be there next January. So okay. with the remodel and the construction, um, to be able to have the facilities, you know, to be able to operate the groups. Um, I don't like being on a waiting list. I'll be really honest. You know, I know people say it on the business sense. Yes, it's an awesome thing that we, you know, um, have the high demand um, on a therapeutic side. I want to be able to get people in. Yeah, I, I agree you know? with that 100%. Yeah. 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 So that's that's in Edmond, outside Ed, Edmonton, you said? Oklahoma? It's just outside of Edmond. Yeah. So Edmonton. it's actually in. Um, but like I said, it's only about it's 10 it's 10 miles north of Oklahoma City. Okay. So it's really interesting how close we are to the city. But, you know, um, that's one thing that I do like about Oklahoma is we're close to the city, but yet we can be out yeah. um, and spread out pretty quickly. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. So that'll be a, a, a year from now, basically, a year, a year from January. Yes. So cool. Yes. I look forward to seeing what that's going to be all about. You know, um, so. I know you guys are nonprofit, right? And, yes. Um, so who who are the people that are behind the scenes, the ones that really support the Green Shoes mm -hmm. Foundation? You, so you our founder. Okay. Yeah. No, our founder. And he actually went through this program out, you know, out at the Meadows. And okay. so for him, it was absolutely life changing. Um, it was life changing for his family. And he wanted this to be something that anybody and initially anybody, you know, in Oklahoma, he's very tied, you know, um, to this state. And um, it was important to him that anybody had access to this type of treatment. Um, you know, it's thousands of dollars to be able to go and receive this week. And um, this is a program that we do require a deposit mm -hmm. upon scheduling. And, and it's completely an accountability factor. That's all it is. Um, and when you complete the program on Friday, you get a check back for your deposit in full. There's no, you know, fine print or anything. It's an absolutely no cost program. And we are funded in a way that we will be able to provide this for many, many, many years to come. That's that so, awesome. That yeah. So and, awesome. And, and again, he, he provides the funding, but we also, I receive funding from, um, you know, any, a, a lot of different sources. And sometimes, you know, our, our former participants, our alumni, mm -hmm. you know, that, that matters, you know, just as much because they know how important in healing right. um, that this is and that they're able to financially support you know, the program. So the, so the program itself is, is free. Besides mm -hmm. the deposit, you get that back at the end of the week. But we still, the, the, the only cost that's really involved is the flight there, if you have to fly, yeah. and the hotel yeah. rooms, and your food, right? Yes. But that in itself is, what you're offering is priceless. Mm -hmm. Absolutely Absolutely. Priceless. I mean, yeah. there's not a whole lot of places that you can go 
like to a place like you guys have, mm -hmm. get this kind of treatment and this deep kind of treatment for basically no cost. Right. And it's it's the kind of program that, you know, really Randy, 99% of us would benefit from. Yeah. You know, you know, we talk about anybody, obviously, that has experienced trauma, you know, in their life. And remember how I kind of explained, you know, that's a pretty wide net. Yeah. Um, but folks that feel like they're stuck in relationships or, you know, feeling depressed, anxiety, um, dealing a lot with addiction. And of course, that's another thing we look at kind of in a broader scope. We're not just talking about chemical addictions. Right. But anything that takes us out of our reality, um, it's amazing nowadays how much these things have become an addiction. And folks have that electronic um, need, um, especially when we've gone through the type of quarantine situations, people being at home. Um, it's been harder to reconnect um, with folks. And so, you know, we do, we look at all of those different types of addictions. Obviously, codependency is something we talk a lot of, you know, about and people will call, um, having been referred to work on codependency. We have a lot of people that once they talk with us, they realize, oh, I guess I do need to work on codependency. That's a new, a new thing for them. Right. Um, but everybody, we have them go through a phone assessment with a, one, of our, one of our therapists. Um, and that's a great time too to kind of get a little bit more in depth about the program and how it may apply to some somebody as an individual. It's also there's no commitment. Once you do the phone assessment, if you want to schedule, great. If not, then you know it, there's not a commitment that you have to. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Th this is this is a big step. Um, I, one of the only other conditions is if anybody is in a current chemical addiction, we just ask that they're 30 days sober before they attend. And the reality is that that way, too, they're just going to get the benefit of the program. Um, and we don't want anybody to be, come through and not you know be able to fully experience. Right. No, I, I agree with that, that philosophy 100 mm -hmm. percent. You got to have somewhat of a clear mind in order to do this. Yeah, because it is deep yeah. work and it's hard work. Yes. And it's very, yes, it is deep work and emotional work. And um, we need folks to be able to have that support system kind of in place when they're going through that week. So, and we have folks that are referred by therapists and we have a lot that this may be the first time that they're kind of, you know, dipping their toe into the therapy world. It, it's a pretty big leap. If they do, I'll let you know that, yeah. um, you know, but at the end of the week, um, everybody, you know, we kind of do an individualized aftercare program for them. Um, whether it's, you know, um, we do not do individual therapy. We only do this retreat. So that's why we, you know, work with a lot of therapists all across the country um, and work with their folks. And then what we want to send them back, okay. um, you know, and that way they can continue the work that they've done with us, you know, with their current therapist. And if they don't, then there's a lot that, you know, obviously that we can refer to um, or, you know, recommend or right. suggest, you know, the type of work that they, they can continue to do. Yeah, I, I know when I was going through my healing process, I, I had a really good therapist out here that I was seeing. And she, after a year, gently got me to go to the Betty Ford Outpatient Program. Mm -hmm. but what you're talking about there is that I was going to Betty Ford Outpatient, but I was also still seeing her at yes. the same time. And she knew some of the counselors that were in Betty Ford, so they worked real close with each other with, mm -hmm. my, with my permission. And so we were able to stay on the same track. There wasn't, well, you know, the counselors over here said this, and, and Deborah, you're saying that. Which one, which way do I go? They were on the same page. Right. Which right. And like you said, you know, with, with the release, obviously, you know, we're able to yeah, kind of help with that continuity of care, you know, and, and with, 
with the current therapist. And we have a lot of therapists that obviously we've developed relationships with because they've seen the work that their clients have done, that this kind of becomes one of their, their things they, they use. Um, You know, we've got a group out of Arkansas and if you go to their website, they'll say, we actually refer most of our clients at some point to do a weekly retreat. Um, And so they use us as that way to really kind of help with that, that therapy component. I'm just, I'm thinking out loud right now because I have a client that I, I'm, I'm very much thinking about referring her to you guys. Mm-hmm. Her, her trauma has just come out in the last six months. Mm-hmm. She finally, she, she had some dreams and she talked to somebody and it just opened up mm-hmm. all these, and now she's finding out know, that's why she's controlling There's a whole lot of stuff. I'm going to talk to her about it because I think it would really benefit her to, to go back yeah. back there for a week. Probably she's a businesswoman. They got the company and she, mm-hmm. have to just say, go, just go. You right. Know, you know, um, so. Right. And, and that is one of the difficult things because it is, you've got to take a week off, yeah. you know, from work. Um, you know, and, and that's maybe kind of the other side of our mission is being that advocate for mental health. Um, you know, we're really big with talking about breaking the stigma, you know, uh, if you're on our socials, you know, that'll be one of the things you'll see from us and trying to make, you know, if you had to have surgery and had to be out for a week, it's no big deal to take time. You know, it's really not. Um, and our mental health needs to be just as important as our physical. Um, and it's amazing actually how the two, you know, go hand in hand. We do a lot of work, you know, looking at, uh, vessels, uh, the body keeps the score, you know, and how, our emotions play out in our body so much, Um, you know, and so sometimes taking this week for your mental health actually does help your physical health, um, you know, with that. So working with different companies and different um, campaigns to really kind of get that out, that message out. Well, and the reality is we're doing surgery on our emotions. Uh, Exactly. No, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Exactly, you know, so we can take care of ourselves physically, but when it comes to our emotions and our spirituality and our feelings, nah, you know, no big deal, I'll get through it. Yeah. No, you have to do the same healing that you would if you're, you know, recovering from surgery. So, um, as a re- I want to, I want to respect your time. I don't know how much time you got. I just, <laughs> I don't want to take it all up. I got a couple more, just two more. Um, and one is for those that are listening, I put your, your, your website up on the screen mm-hmm. there. What is a process in order to get registered? So, two ways. One, go to the website. It's got great information. Mm -hmm. Um, and there is a page that you can provide just, you know, your basic information to register, um, fill that out and you'll get a call from one of us and we will schedule you with your phone assessment. And again, we've always done phone assessments. So that way it's easy for anybody. Um, you don't have to be local, um, to do those. They take about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and it is done with one of our licensed therapists, or you can call us directly. And again, our phone number is on the the website or email and you just call and schedule that phone assessment. Once you complete the phone assessment, then you're able to schedule for your week. Um, we are, and we will, you know, we have a lot of people, like you said, that they need wanting to do the summertime. I teach school or I'm working. And so we're able to schedule folks out however long they need okay. to be scheduled out. And then um, easy, easy paperwork. And then we look forward to having you then on that first Monday. So awesome. Pretty easy process. Yes. Yeah, yes. Not, not difficult at all. Real quick. Do you take insurance? Well, yeah, no, no, we don't. that was a dumb no. question because you don't no, pay for it. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, it, and again, as a therapist that came out of the 90s, yes, again, that was the other appealing piece. That yeah, 
don't know where that came <laughs> from. I do know. Yeah, no ahead, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and I will tell, tell you this as well. Uh, again, we do work some folks too. If that deposit's still a financial burden, we have some amazing alumni who have set up sponsorships. Okay, cool. Um, Great. And so Great. we don't ever want the financial aspect to hinder somebody from coming Perfect. through the program. Absolutely. So. Perfect. That's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, so one more question. Mm-hmm. Is there a question you wish I would have asked you? Oh gosh, that's a tricky one, Randy, because I can almost keep talking uh-huh. on and on and on. and on. Oh, I know why the name green shoe. Why the name? Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So I get, yeah, I get asked that a lot. Um, the first and foremost, green's the color for mental health awareness. Okay. And so that's the most important thing. But um, there's also a term in the stock market world. And again, remember, I'm a therapist. I'm not a financial person. <laughs> and it's called Green Shoe. And if you know of anything about our funding and things like that, that kind of had a fun tie-in. Uh-huh. Um, but if we're trying to you know, walk the walk on a daily basis with mental health, we need our green shoes. So that's that's something that helps us kind of keep traveling and keep working, right, you know, right. through this model. So exactly. and it is it is like you say, traveling and walking. It is a lifetime journey. Yes. Uh, my, my approach is this. You're not going to do this for six months or a year and then you're all done over with. It's, it's lifelong. It's not yes. as intense as it is maybe the first six months or whatever. But you've got to learn. You've got to there's so much you've got to learn along the way. Mm-hmm. It's gonna just you're just gonna keep growing and keep growing. So. Yeah, this is this is a continual learning process. You know, my goal is just I just want to be my, my true authentic self, um, and that's how I find joy. And there's some days that are not joyful at all, and that's the way life is. But I find joy in the fact that I know how to deal through them, and I've got people now in my life that you know, are on the journey with me. And so, you know, that's so, so important. And, um, you know, we're not a faith-based program. However, this model really signifies the connection to a higher power. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that has helped me to make sure I have that connection um, and my spirituality and faith, you know, and that's very important to me. But that also is, it's important to us that we're very inclusive to any and everyone that walks through our door. No, exactly. And I think that connection, like you say, whatever that is, as long as it's not a tree. But <laughs> I think we talked about that. It might be, I don't know. But that that connection to the higher power, I say, mm-hmm. is absolutely essential to our overall healing process. Yes. If we don't have that connection and that's not at the center of our lives. And I, I walked away from God for 38 years. I didn't want nothing mm-hmm. to do with him until I got in recovery. And then I found the real God, and, and yeah. now you know it's part. I'm a I'm a pastor, and I do that. I never thought I'd be a pastor, but it's that component of the higher power. Yes, that's that's really kept me grounded through yeah. all of this, through all the tough yeah. times. Yeah, so that's yeah. important. Yeah, absolutely agree. So, um, well, Stephanie, I thank you for your time. I appreciate it very much. Um, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna work. I hate the word try. I'm going to work on figuring out how I can get out there and, you know, do a, do one of these things for a week just to, I can always learn. I can always be healed more, yeah. you know what I mean? So um, I'm of that type. So um, you have any last words you want to say before we? No, I just appreciate you so much um, and, and you being a voice um, and um, loved 
talking with you. And yeah, and I can't wait for you now to get to come on to our podcast. Yeah, no, oh, continue okay. the conversation. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And um, no, and just for people to be out there and, and just taking care of themselves. Exactly. And you said continue the conversation. When we rode across, my bike across America, our hashtag was start mm-hmm. the conversation. Yes. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That, that's great. So um, real quick, if you, you guys are all listening, you want to find out more about what, what I do, you can go to um, changeyourlifestorynow.com for my life coaching, uh, courageoushealers.org for the foundation where we deal with uh, help men, women, and their families heal from the scars of sexual abuse. And then my books, Healing the Wounded Child Within, is on Amazon and Kindle, paperback, and an Audible. My 30-day devotional to, to wholeness is on Amazon and Kindle and paperback. And my little, real simple, seven-day challenge workbook is also on Amazon and paperback only. So you can get all three of those books there. Um, so one click, and it would be great. I'm hoping to get my book released in Spanish pretty soon. They've, they've been working on it. Pro bonos, so it's just taking time, and that's okay. It's not costing me a dime, so they can't complain. So, um, so anyways, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna go into our outro, and then I'll see you in the green room here in a couple seconds. Okay. Right. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Stephanie. Bye. Bye. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. Please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does.